Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Humans of Higher Ed podcast. We're almost at double digits. I think this is going to be nine. Unless you count the trailer. Who counts the trailer, though? We get the whole gang again because we're all available. Not a lot going on. So we're joined by Joel, Jason, Billy. Let's do a little around the horn. What's going on, everybody? Hey. I think we should start with Joel. Joel, tell us what's going on outside your condo, because this is super exciting to me. So on a scale of one to Corona 10, I am a one trash panda, um, because a trash panda has taken residence on our little porch outside of our uh, unit in our condo, Um, and he's kind of sleeping the day away. He was looking at us earlier, but he's just had his... His little head down in his hands, you know, the rest of the day just sleeping. sleeping. Um, so we'll see if he sticks around overnight. We'll see if he comes back with some friends tomorrow or if he goes on his way. But, yeah, I'm, I'm one trash panda today. We're going to be trending on Twitter because you keep saying trash panda, I think. The raccoon Twitter right. is going to pop off. Uh, <laughs> uh, there are raccoons across the country, Joel, who are offended by your term trash panda. Dr. Rara Rolrick of, of Raccoon. Jeez. <laughs> no. He's so cute, though, Joel. Like, He's so have cute. you thought about feeding him? Or yeah, feed him. <laughs> so, throw some in, lettuce so, out there. In my, in my mind, this adds, so we're trying to sell our condo. This adds value and, you know, a very exciting prospect in addition to what our condo offers. Everyone else in the world probably doesn't see it that way. So I'm going to let the little guy go on his way, probably. Um, raccoons, you know, it's been fun for the day, it's fun for day but, you know, maybe just a temporary. Raccoons presence. in the city is, is really like the exclamation point on 2020. Like, that's how you know that raccoons are not supposed to be out and about in the city, especially in the daytime. There's a bunch of... I, I want to go back uh, to what Joel just said, though. It's he's He's not going to feed it. Probably. That gives me hope that Joel's going to feed this little guy and we'll have a new raccoon pet mascot. <laughs> well, he needs to just to appease raccoon Twitter. He better take it in and raise it as his own. Mike's whole daytime thing is, has made me think, though, isn't that like one of the warning signs for rabies? Yeah. You see, not yeah, so so yeah, maybe, maybe shut the door completely on feeding the rabbit. Trash Panda. Maybe that. Maybe you know. There, there's two sides to every story, and Jason is the let's overlook the rabies <laughs> side of the story. I'm the let's take rabies seriously. I mean, I think I think he's just like hanging out, and I think he's lost. I think something happened. He got separated from his like crew, and he's just relaxing and trying to catch some Z's during the day today. We'll see where, what he does tonight. Yeah. yeah, rabies happened, Joel. That's what happened. Rabies. But this, I, I mean, Joel, tell me, does this not sound like something I would do? I would get separated from the group. I would find a balcony to hang out on, and I'd go take a nap. Like this raccoon is just me in raccoon farm. Accurate. Yeah. All right. So what you're also saying is I shouldn't go outside to talk to it because it will just judge me incessantly. Yes, correct. And tell me I told you so. Correct. Okay. <laughs> then that is a callback to last week. Yeah, that that raccoon's the only one left in higher education too. <laughs> Jason, what's going on with you? Nothing new's going on over here uh, today. I'm being professional and drinking water out of my beautiful National Association for Campus Activities volunteer leader Camelback water bottle. Because I'm a professional, and we have commencement senior week events tonight. So I would have been in the, uh, gosh, where were we tonight? Uh, Jillian's a lucky strike. Oh, uh, you know, man. Boston. I know, right? Uh, yeah, every college in Boston is like, no, oh, God. Uh, yeah, but we'll talk more about senior week in a bit. Jillian's is where I had my first drink. Were you 21? I was 21. I didn't have my first drink until I was 21. It was a... Cape Cotter. Cape Cotter was is, your first drink? Yeah. yeah. You're classy, buddy. Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. I, also, I was so nervous. I also had my first drink at 21. My go. first drink was a Dos Equis. Nice. It's a little bit better. Weird. 
Absolutely. I was sneaking uh, Milwaukee's best <laughs> in uh, Schlitz out of my grandpa's basement in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, starting at like the age of like fourteen. <laughs> I don't even think the UP has a drinking age. I think it's a territory <laughs> where you can just have at it. So yeah, I think that's accurate. <laughs> and Billy, what's going on with you? Uh, I am uh, in process of, of buying some wildly overpriced weights on Craigslist right now to get my basement gym a little a little more flexibility, a little more uh, a little more action down there. That's, that's a, me right now. I had a question about this. So, do you think when we're allowed to go back outside again after you have now built this in-home gym, will you go back to a gym membership, or are you going to be working out at home now? Uh, I, I will be sticking to the home gym for a little while after the restrictions are lifted just cause you know, I am paranoid, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, I'd say, I'd say six months from now, if the world is spinning right again, I'll, I'll probably mostly be back in gyms, but until the world is, is spinning right, I got, I got too much on my plate to worry about. Yeah. No, I mean, I'll do some squats and deadlifts in the basement. Yeah. I'm so excited. I just, um, I, we had kettlebells come in and some bands and some jump rope. And I'm just so excited not to be doing another 30-minute body weight exercise. Because I, <laughs> if I have to do one more, they're going to be like, all right, we're going to do some jump squats into some planks and then some burpees. I can't do that for another yeah. 25 yeah. minutes. I'm too busy. I can't wait to see the, the uh, little kid exercise class you do with the kettlebells. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, kids, we're going to eat this kettlebell. <laughs> no, no weights. No weights in our gym class. All you need is like a pair of socks usually. That's our, that's what they move around. We do relays where they got to throw socks into laundry baskets. Very exciting. This is, this is my speed of working out. Yeah. If you're uh, throwing <laughs> socks into a laundry basket, can you do it from a couch? We had to use throw pillows today and uh, – couple of the kids put the throw pillows down on the ground like they're supposed to. You're supposed to use them as lily pads, kind of. You're going to jump from throw pillow to throw pillow. And two different kids, the second the pillows went down on the ground, just curled up on it and were out for the rest of the class. <laughs> <laughs> These my, kind of, my, my, my kind of workout right that's, there. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I know. I've never been more jealous of a four-year-old. I was like, oh, I want that. I want that. <laughs> we actually have had a couple of Humans of Higher Ed people join in on those classes they're children not the adults <laughs> feels like important important point of clarification so did we uh did we watch anything weird this week any good content updates we don't have a good content update but it is it is dawned on me that i tell time based on tv shows and so i know it's sunday when i watch westworld now that westworld is done how am i to know when sunday is what what am i going to do like, there's no marker now for what is Sunday. Yeah, I guess they're just eternal now. <laughs> yeah, it's like Saturday to nothing. I don't know. Did you enjoy Westworld? It did. Um, uh, this last season was a little weird. No spoilers. But, uh, no spoilers. No, no spoilers. Uh, Aaron Paul is a joy, and I'm, I'm glad they, they pulled him in in a really cool way. And, um, yeah, A+. plus. Well, maybe not A+, plus, but, like, better than season two. How about yeah. that? Okay, I've worked hard on so getting good. through the first two episodes, but it's taken me like six or seven sit downs to get through them. Like I can't, I can't push through it yet. I know I will eventually watch it, but I haven't. So the whole series, the, the whole third season's done. So now I can just binge it all because yes. I, yes. I, I pretty much can't go back to week to week. That's why I didn't even bother trying to pick it up. So yeah. okay. good enough. Well done. You're good yeah. to go. Run amok. Tell me when you're done so we can talk. Okay, I'll, I'll do that too. Uh, I, I haven't been watching any weird series or anything, but I, uh, I fell into a uh, Prince cover song rabbit hole on YouTube last night. You know, you just go just watch Prince randomly playing other people's music, and he just makes it better always. Uh, two recommendations if anybody wants to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, Prince and a group of other legends playing the, uh, the the classic while my guitar gently weeps. Uh, Prince's part on that is some of the most incredible guitar playing I've ever seen, and uh, he did a really fun cover. Uh, well, not fun, but a really interesting cover of 
Radiohead's Creep Ooh, at Coachella a couple of years ago. Many years ago, I guess. R.I.P. Prince. Um, but yeah, really unexpected performance. He puts a really princean spin on, on a Radiohead classic. So that's, that's what I've been getting into on the YouTubes. That's a, good, a lot of live music rabbit holes. Yeah, that's a, that's a good rabbit hole to get down, though. That's a good one. Joel, do you want to give us a Jeopardy update? Um, played Jeopardy last Wednesday. Um, it was a lot of fun. My friend, who I curled with a couple times, uh, Eric from Chicago, uh, hosted Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, and did okay. It took me a while to figure out the buzzer system. Um, was four out of six heading into Final Jeopardy. It's pretty good. And no, it's not. Four, four out of six. No, there's six people. I was thinking you got contestants. four right out of six questions. I'm sorry. No, no, six contestants. I was fourth. Um, and wagered it all. Wagered most of my uh, money and totally beefed it on the final answer. No one got it right, actually. What was the what was the clue? What was the clue? Tell us and let us see if we beat you. Something like the first eight presidents of this country um, were were American citizens um, after it gained independence in eighteen seventy four or something like that. Seventeen. It's got to be seventeen seventy four, right? No. Eighteen seventy four. So it's a different country, but the first all American. Yeah, America, like born in the United States of America. And it was after independence in the 1800s? 18, late 1800s, yeah. Let me double check. Why do I want to say Panama? Oh, it's a no. different country. Okay. Yeah, different country, yeah. Okay. Can I just go, what is Mexico? Nope. Oh. It, was, it was Liberia. Oh. Um, wouldn't have ever gotten that right. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I'm out on this Jeopardy so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I freaked out because, like, the the timing was going really slow. Um, the timer did, got delayed on Final Jeopardy, and so I started, and then it like spun, sped back up, and I freaked out. So I crossed out the answer, which I was going to say Panama, and wrote just Texas because I thought it was a trick question at the last second. <laughs> Oh, so, yeah. You know better than that. I'm a good, I'm a good Texas boy. Jason. Yeah, I also love the idea. You're like, this is a trick question, so I'm gonna put down a state instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, nice try, Trebek. <laughs> well, because like Texas was a country at one point. Right, fine, right. Whatever. Remember the album. I mean, that's why I'm going. That's why I'm going Mexico because Mexico yeah. is right next. To, you know, there were some American <laughs> territories involved. Next. Independence in the 1800s. I mean, it's, you know, I know. But I like Panama because it gets me wondering now if Prince ever covered the Van Halen song, Panama, which I love. And now I'm going to look for that tonight on YouTube. Here we go. Tying together our content. That's great. I think I talked about this last week. I've been watching Money Heist because Netflix (laughs) keeps telling me to watch it. And I, I don't, again, I don't know if I said this last week, but I forgot or I didn't realize. Oh, yeah. Right, that it was dubbed. All right, did I talk about this? So I finally, I finally just put on the subtitles, and I enjoy it so much more now. It's a fantastic show when you can actually hear it in Spanish versus awful American voiceover act work, acting work. Um, so I'm watching Money Heist. I'm also oh the Last Dance, which this isn't a hot take because it's all over Twitter every Sunday night. But the Michael Jordan documentary from 1998 is so freaking good. Just the soundtrack alone is worth it. It's so good, and it, it's just a very nostalgic watch too because it's me growing up, all the things that I loved. So those are those are my two my two watches right now. I think that's it. I don't think I, oh I've also this isn't even worth bringing up though because it's a huge Debbie Downer. But HBO did a five part documentary on uh, the Atlanta child murders back in like the early 80s with the Wayne Williams um, yeah it's it is super sad and there's no like happy ending obviously to any of it but it's a very well done documentary so if you enjoy true crime and being bummed out highly recommend you know I love being bummed out Mike yeah yeah <laughs> I know. And I was like four weeks behind on it, so like binged four of those, and yikes, that's a tough binge. That is a tough binge. But yeah, that's those are my content updates. Nothing else nothing else uplifting. And I think I brought up I bring this up every week. The show Dave 
on Hulu FX. It's a week to week show. I get it's with Lil Dicky. I promise you guys, it's good. You should give it a try. Give it two episodes. Watch two episodes. Watch something. You gotta get through Barry first. Oh, you haven't gone through Barry yet? No. What do you have oh, to do? Dude. Dude, Barry. You gotta make it to the second season, Barry. To, yeah. yeah. Season one's been great. Yeah. That's, there you go. I yeah. feel like, Billy, hold on a second, man. Are we shame. Are we. I'm not shaming season one of right. Barry. I'm just saying if you're on the fence about Barry, please make go it to season two. Oh, there's no sense. Some of the best episodic comedy yes. of it's, this century. Yeah, this yes. is a Bill Hader fan account, so there will be no <laughs> there will be no shade thrown at. But boy, I Bill. I literally assume Barry is a documentary about what would happen <laughs> if Mike went to L.A., that is uh, oh, man. what I, I believe. I can tell you, this is a great compliment, not because you are saying I'm Bill Hader-like, but more that you think I'm confident enough with a sniper rifle. <laughs> I think that no one has ever given me any sort of violent masculine type of thing before. They'd be like, you'd be good at jump rope or something. Never, <laughs> never snipers. So. I think you should pitch a book in like the other side of the equation to HBO, where instead of a hitman who wants to become an actor you play an actor who wants to become a hitman it's called larry you're just bungling your way through these like really tense killings but killing it at like open mic nights and stuff i like that you just go out and like there's there's gonna be so many like wrong deaths in this in this show there's no because if i'm just learning how to be a hitman there's gonna be so many things going wrong Exactly. I like it. I like it. Make it a lighter version of Barry, though. Like, a little bit more upbeat. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Good I pitch, want... Billy. Good pitch. Throw, throw the ratio all out of whack. It's upbeat, but there's a lot more killing. Yeah. <laughs> Barry meets Seinfeld is really what we're going for. With the same soundtrack. That yeah. bass and... Bah, 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 yeah. In between the killings. <laughs> Right, Anything to not talk about how terrible it is in higher education right now. That's, that's where we are in this podcast. Anything to not talk about the University of Akron. Just let's talk about Barry, the other yeah. just sliding Akron in there. <laughs> We're going to make the University of Akron happen tonight, damn it. I'm not going to make the University of Akron happen tonight. I would much rather talk about this this sitcom idea we've got cooking here <laughs> i think before we get into akron uh we do need to talk about one more non-higher ed related thing and i guess we could talk about how it could relate to higher ed and that's murder hornets i think as murder hornets sweeps the world we need to talk about it and i, I think the way it needs to be introduced today is Billy, you have to give us what you think Murder Hornets is. <laughs> because Billy told us at the before we started recording that he doesn't know anything about Murder Hornets, and I think I would just like to get an idea for what you think Murder, Horn- Murder Hornets are. All right. So I've seen memes, I've seen headlines, but I have, I have not clicked or processed any actual information about Murder Hornets. Uh, so to my estimation... Are they big? Are they like are they like crawfish sized hornet? Okay. The memes the memes have steered me in that direction. Okay. Do they have venom or do they just have like a really mean bite? Well no, don't don't ask. Tell us what it is. Yeah, oh, you, okay. you're, you're painting a beautiful picture. Yeah, so far it's string. as big as a crawfish. Right yeah. now you're the <laughs> you're the a crawfish with like snake fangs just waiting to happen with like butterfly wings. <laughs> crawfish, snake fang, butterfly wings. That's my guess. That's semi close. Yeah. I think that's Still- just- Still a better Final Jeopardy answer than Texas. <laughs> the scariest part is that you—that is close. <laughs> I think that's what's ter- terrifying about murder hornets. I, I heard it described as uh, their their bite or their stinger. It feels like a scolding hot thumbtack being jammed into you. People people die from them, right? Like there are, it, and it's more than like one or two. It's like. 50 documented deaths of murder hornets a year right now, 
we, we don't have almost as, almost as dangerous as vending machines. Yes. <laughs> they could be the size of vending machines. The flu kills more people per year. Come on, guys. So, mm. so let's not worry about murder hornets. Yeah, this is just bee flu. <laughs> so, uh, Billy, you're very close on all of that. So murder hornets are like uh, about the uh, half of the uh, – the length of a, a, a normal cell phone, right? Not like the XL version, just like a normal cell phone. Okay. Um, so a small crawfish. Like, if it's a bad crawfish season, then maybe that crawfish. Yeah, it's um, like a flip phone. Yeah, yeah, it's a solid yeah. flip phone. Um, it does not have butterfly wings because it is a hornet and not a murder fly. Um, a murder fly would be delightful, but that is not what it is. It is a murder hornet. So it you say a, they'd be delightful in like three years when there are murder butterflies flying around. I'm pulling the tape up. That's just like the seventh level of Jumanji. We'll be there by October. Don't worry. Jason <laughs> okay. would be the only person left in the higher ed and alive. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite part about this is whoever named it was like, fuck it, murder hornet. <laughs> <laughs> So, I assume they bite and have a stinger? Well, yeah, like, what, what are regular hornets? Are regular hornets biters or are regular hornets stingers? Stingers. Uh, this is like, do wasps bite? Who no. bites? Does anybody bite? Oh, I do, Children, baby. Joel. <laughs> I mean, they've, so they've all got the mandibles because they've got to use it to like make their nests Man, and stuff. <laughs> And these are big ass mandibles. Big ass mandibles. These are not like this. It's like. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I have two master's degrees. Neither of them are in insects. Okay, I'm I'm not going to be shamed here for not knowing how hornets attack. People die by these, Billy. People die by the murder. I read something that they can clear out a beehive in like under a minute. And they they like cut off all the heads and then just bring the bring the thoraxes back. Yes, they decapitate bees. Yeah, but aren't the don't the bees fight back and like so cover them and like shake really fast and warm it up really quick? So yeah, there's a, yeah. a Japanese honeybee that yeah. has adapted a a response to the to the killer hornet where yeah. they they vibrate very quickly mm. in it. Uh, it basically boils the murder hornet to death, which is so savage. Like, since when do animals have the right to vibrate you to death? But here we are. Honestly, it's, uh, 2020, and it's what we're doing. I can't can't think of better ways to go out. Wait, Mike, you said this would relate to higher ed. What? How are we relating this to higher ed? Yeah, I think we need to think about how. Murder hornet billboards are going to affect our residence halls. <laughs> I think we should we should push for a movement that any school with like a really racist or offensive mascot now has to become a murder hornet. All the Indians are now murder hornets. The Cleveland murder hornets. Yeah, that works. The University of Illinois fighting murder hornets. <laughs> Oh, I wish we should start a GoFundMe to donate money to a school to just call it the Humans of Higher. No, not Humans of Higher. Just Murder Hornet Hall, (laughs) because schools will accept that kind of money right now. They will. Oh yeah, desperate. Like we we should tie it. We should tie it up to the endowment, though. Yeah. We could probably just get like a couple hundred together and we could easily name like a park bench or something. I, I, I'm ready for the uh, announcement uh, in our Tuesday morning meeting uh, at work where they're like, Jason, this uh, COVID preparation report's great. Uh, are you uh, <laughs> making plans for murder hornet infestations on campus? And that's when I will officially just be like, cool, why not? It's 2020. At least that sounds like something we should die from. Where like COVID even looks funny when you type it out, but murder hornets, there's no confusion. <laughs> you're like you know, you know, you're gonna die, and by whom? They're, they're coming for you. Yeah. And as a child, I thought they could kill us anyway, so I, it kind of full circle. I was deathly afraid right. of these. 
Maybe, maybe it's just me. I'm from North Carolina where we have the Charlotte Hornets. So Hornets have always been more of a cartoony, jovial creature to me. I'm thinking I need to go look up what an actual honest-to-nature hornet looks like so I can better understand what the threat is here. Well, it's not like that you not have a phone with you right now. <laughs> I'm in a conversation with several of my friends. I don't want to check my phone right now. It's called Manners. I was going to say, just come to Texas with Jason and I, and we'll show you what hornets and wasps and all the various evil insects are looking like. Just make sure you have your passport when you visit Joel's yeah, country of exactly. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> all right, furthering our conversation away from higher ed. Billy, what would you pull out of the freezer this week? We need Freezer Friday updates. Oh, shoot. I don't know that we did anything for Freezer Friday this week. I think I, two weeks I, think I broke the... Two weeks, yeah, two weeks. Uh, we did bring some chicken up for... for uh, Cinco de Mayo tonight. We got some fajitas going in the kitchen right now. Nice. But, uh, but yeah, that's the... Wait, I, don't think, I, don't, I think I fell off on my Freezer Friday game. What was your post of your $100 purchase of meat and like you timed it out perfectly? Perfectly, yeah. What was that? Uh, I, bought, I bought like a 12-pound, like 11 or 12-pound slab of New York strips from a local butcher shop. And I, you know, I did the math on how much steak I'm eating per week. And I said, this is going to last me five weeks. And today is day 35 and I'm, I'm on my last, uh, my last ration. So, uh, you can count on me to count your meat. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, you need, if society collapses and we need to recreate calendars, I can help you with that. Based on meat. <laughs> yeah. like, I'll see you in three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that skill. Very yeah. useful. Oh my God. Meat timing. Meat timing. <laughs> do you, so does that mean, uh, do you have something planned for this Friday? Like, do you know what's coming out this week? Or have we abandoned the one thing that we've established as a weekly bit? Are we abandoning, abandoning that four weeks in? Well... We abandoned our Salem, Massachusetts corner last week, so I guess I'm a little thrown off in my Humans of Higher Ed podcast bits game here, okay? I I think what I love so much is we had two things that could organically come up this hour that Billy has jammed down our throats with Akron and Salem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, talk to us about your breakfast spot. (laughs) No, no, it's okay. It's okay. We'll get that hey, back. Do you have uh, anything you want to tell us about uh, Salem, Massachusetts today? No, I'm good. No, I think that the reason I think we should cover this is because this would also touch upon another segment that Billy loves, where after you tell this story, we could have our followers tweet about their favorite spots <laughs> that they would take people they interviewed on. <laughs> For their breakfast or dinner. So that, that, okay, all right, so we'll get there. So that is one of the things that, like, really bums me out right now is, like, anybody that's doing a job search doesn't get the, doesn't get the full effect. Like, they're doing Zoom interviews. They're not getting, you know, taken around on campus tours. They're not getting taken to the local breakfast spot by, you know, the person that, that volunteers to get up early and, and, you know, pick them up at the hotel or wherever they're staying on campus. That was always me. That, that was my thing. In Salem, because for those of you that don't know Salem, Massachusetts, it has amazing breakfast places. You got to name that's names. all I wanted to say. Name where? That's what, all I wanted to say. what was the breakfast spot? What was the name of the breakfast spot? I mean, there's like there's at least three good ones. There's Reds, there's Brothers, and then there's the one that's inside the hotel that Salem State used to put people up. I can't remember the name of it. It's just a hotel breakfast place. That's good. But all three of those, if you're ever passing through Salem, Massachusetts, find the hotel that Salem State uses. breakfast there. Or Brothers Taverna or, or Reds. I don't think I ever interviewed anywhere that took care of me like that. That, like, fed me that wasn't a cafeteria meal. I think the closest, when I interviewed at MIT, they put me up for a night. Um and that was great. They put me up at like a really nice hotel for the night. And it was, I remember being like, oh, I'm just going to accept this job because they put me up at a hotel. And I think this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I've ever been taken out to 
lunch or bre- or anything. I don't think it. Yeah. They would just take you to the cafeteria and let you have a swipe. Yeah, or they would like set the interview up so they would like make sure I wasn't there uh, for breakfast, or I would be like, "We'll interview from twelve thirty to five thirty, something like that." The worst was always like the full day interviews where they make you then have lunch with like students. Yeah, and like I'm. I'm already awkward enough in a suit as it is, and now you're making me, like, eat a meal in front of students. So, like, I eat two bites, and so I'm hungry the rest of the day because, like, they're asking me questions. I'm trying to talk to them because I, you know, I'm trying to talk to the students. But, you know, like, don't make me eat in a suit in front of you. That's just cruel. Yeah. And you get really self-conscious about, like, what you're going to order or, like, get from the, the cafeteria. Like, do you want to look like you're an adult and eat a salad, or do you want to... You know, embrace the cafeteria life and get three hamburgers and two orders of fries. Right. I always remember going for, like, if I ever if was taken for, like, breakfast, it would, like, eggs are an option, waffles are an option, pancakes are an option. I'm not going to get any of those things because, I, one, I don't want to try to eat those things in a suit and then just feel sticky syrup for the rest of the day. But, two, I just don't want that sitting in my stomach for, like, the next three hours where I'm trying to get jacked up for something. And I would always end up having, like, a shit scone while putting down five cups of disgusting coffee. And then I just remember having, like, weird sweats for the rest of the day where I'm like, I could, yeah, I could throw up at any minute. Who knows? While I'm telling the same story about crisis response management. Never again. Is it is it weird that I can picture the scone if you're talking about like a cafeteria scone? Yeah, they're all they're all the same, right? They're all that that like paper triangle, paper triangle, like nine yeah. old grains of sugar that look like they are yeah. glued to the yeah. scone, and you like, like a weird purple. Yeah, yeah, a weird purple, and then you take a bite, and it's almost like you swallowed a spoonful of cinnamon. You're just kind of like, <clears throat> like it's just powder. Yeah. Like the uh, cinnamon challenge, but uh, yes, yeah. yeah, except Aramark. I was gonna say I don't need to know what school you were at. I don't need to know what catering company they use. I knew what that scone was. I think we all been in the game long enough knew what that scone was. Yeah, and it wasn't good. Or those like little small uh, muffins, like the mini muffins <laughs> that looked like they were made six weeks ago, but I'd still put them down. Yeah. They're so disappointing, and you get it every time thinking. This will be the day that it's a good muffin. It's never a good muffin. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm taking from this is shout out to Salem State University for providing a an actual breakfast to people when when they were hiring back in the day. Shout out to Salem State University. Yeah. I wonder how many more people are going to apply for jobs there in the coming future uh, or in the near future. One, because it'll still be a school that's open. And two, because of the things that Billy is sharing. Oh. I don't know that many schools are going to be treating prospective employees that nice anymore. <laughs> I think that's we got to protect the athletics budget, like Akron is doing. Uh, that's one way we can cut back. Yeah. Oh, Let's do that it. was organic. We've covered now Salem and Akron seamlessly. Good job, guys. Let's do it. This is great. Good job. I want to tell one more, uh, one more food or interview related story and I won't actually, I think I'm comfortable naming names. I, when I moved to New York, interviewed at NYU and they had me drive up for the day or drive down for the day. And I didn't get an interview, uh, itinerary or anything. And I got here and the interview was one hour long. The on campus was one hour long. So I was this a college or was this something pretending to be a college? That doesn't sound like a college to me. That is a great clarifying question, Billy, because it was a school within the college, but they Uh pride themselves on not having majors. They have concentrations and you can make up your concentration. So it could be like social media and dance is my concentration. You could put any two things together that you wanted as long as you weren't a history major. But yeah, it was a one and I paid. So I rented a car. I had to get a hotel and then went back the next day. No coverage. All out of pocket. No way. Yeah. Yeah, and I worked there for two years. Loved it, but. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever had an hour-long job interview. It was wild. I didn't meet any students. I met with 
six people, two of whom I'd work with, but the other four were just like plants from other parts within the school that I didn't really work with. And it was in this like weird room with no natural lighting. It was bizarre. I mean, I remember when I interviewed my final interview for at my at the firm that I work for in the architecture industry. It was a three-hour interview. Four different like groups met with me, and they apologized every chance they got about how long the interview was, and they like you know they hoped I was doing well, and you know if you need a break, take it. Three hours. I'm like, this is nothing. I've done like a full day, like one and a half day interviews yeah. for like an entry level res life job. Like this is a blessing. Yeah, I remember MIT was a day and a half. There's and no reason for that. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, what do you, what do you need to know from me that night that you're not going to find out the next day? <laughs> so my first on campus, no, my second on campus was MIT also. And yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I did, I had my overnight, I went back the next day for one more face to face and then a wrap up. Yeah. Was it? That's true too. Yeah. The second day wasn't even much. Did they put you in the uh, Hyatt, the the Pyramid Hyatt? I wasn't in the Pyramid Hyatt. I was super close in Kindle Square in Marriott, one of those big Marriott, hotels. Yeah. The, uh, the one next to um, the beer that we don't like anymore, Joel. Oh, uh, it's Mead Mead Marriott. Yeah, Marriott or Courtyard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, the uh, Mead Hall? Yeah. The one next to it, yeah. Oh. I, no, I didn't know if you didn't like Mead Hall anymore. I was like, whoa. We don't. Yeah, we moved on from Mead Hall. Wow, what happened? There's always bad service. Oh. All right, Yeah. Was it actual mead? Was it Was it a meadery? <laughs> no, just no. A, a whole lot of beer taps. Yeah. yeah. We have a meadery here in suburban Detroit. I've been to it. I, I paid like $28 for three ounces of mead. Whoa. Bee wine. Ooh, let's yeah. bring it back. To murder yeah, hornets, <laughs> murder, hor- murder hornet wine. <laughs> yeah, one, it was it was one of the most delicious things I've ever I've ever drank alcoholic wise. Yeah, it was like it was like wine that didn't suck. Oof, that's a hot take. <laughs> it was a hot take. It was so hot it took me a second. It like washed over me like a wave, <laughs> like a wave of mead. Yeah, murder hornets of murder hornets. A murder, a murder of hornets. What's that group of animals that? Crows. Crows. That murder of murder crows. Murder of crows, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's a murder of hornets, baby. That sucked. That wasn't worth so, exploring. Are we ready to transition to senior week? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smooth as hell, Joel. Nothing but elegant tonight. No, because I have, I have a good transition for it. <laughs> you just transition. <laughs> you don't need to. And you don't need to set up a transition. Leave that in. This is the podcast with... Uh, you guys jump all over me if you're trying to organically move us to Salem or move us to Akron. And Joel's just like, hey, I got a topic. Oh, that was so good. Episode 9, Off the Rails. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, Joel. (laughs) (laughs) I feel all self-conscious about this. fire. So speaking of not liking wine, it's that time of year. And what are your senior week horror stories? Because one of mine would be the director of security at the hotel we were throwing a senior ball at. Uh, with like three students in tow and multiple bottles of wine in her hand saying, yeah, they were raiding the bar and they're leaving now and we're going to start shutting down all the bars. And this is like an hour into the ball. So that was fun. Oh my God. What are your horror stories? <laughs> so what, what What was the conclusion to this, Joel? Oh, it, it kept going. They, started, they shut down like half the bars and I mean... The kids still like raged, and senior ball was always a mess. I hated senior ball. So explain senior ball. Like, how many people paint a picture? So it was when I was working at MIT, um, and we would always. It was usually at a hotel or like some venue in Boston, and you know MIT kids 
work really hard, study really hard, and they play harder, but they don't really know how to play hard well. Um, and so, like, you know, we always kick out a bunch of students in the line as they're getting patted down because they bring in, like, flasks and alcohol and stuff in their suits and stuff. Um, and then... Yeah, I mean, it never failed. Someone tried to throw a punch at a security guard every year. Like, it's just ridiculous. And then, but as bad as I felt like the students were, the event managers were always like, you guys are like the only college we'll let back in the hotel for senior balls now because like this one other college, there's this one hotel in Boston, the Copley Sheraton, which has a ton of escalators, like five floors of just escalators. And we did a senior ball there once. And she was like, yeah, basically this one college, we've banned them ever since. But one kid tried to jump two floors down the escalators and we just had to shut down the party then. And they're never allowed back, but like you're the only college we'll work with because your, your kids are actually kind of calm. And like the year before at the same place, some kid had tried to like punch out a security guard, like, you know, two hours into the event and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I remember, I remember working at a school. I can't remember which school it was now, but, uh, we were banned from, we were banned from one of those like boat tours, like the, you know, the Boston Harbor cruises. Uh, cause one of our senior week participants jumped off of the boat. So they, they just said, no, no more for that school. I mean, okay, it's I can't remember which of my schools that was, but, uh, you gotta love that story. That it just—it it occurred upon this student's mind to jump off of a moving boat in Boston Harbor. I mean, that's got Dean written all over it. Like, <laughs> you're gonna pick one. <laughs> I honestly, I don't think it was Dean though. I can't remember which of the the, the Massachusetts schools I worked at had a suit. So, if you're a listener and you know. <laughs> What yeah. oh school God. was banned from the Boston Harbor cruises because a student jumped in? Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. See how I organically got there, Joel? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's Joel, good. I remember. I, too, have a follow-up story to that uh, cruise line. So we used to do a senior week event on that cruise ship. And uh, we were not banned, but we certainly didn't make it all the way through the cruise. So for context, a couple of things are happening. Number one, if I have an event outside, it will rain. Number two, since moving to New England, if I have an event outside, not only will it rain, it will also be fucking cold. (laughs) So it was raining in like 35 degrees. We were counting on being able to be outside, right? And it just, nothing was going well. So if you remember the lineup to the Boston Harbor cruise it's mostly under um, a canopy, right? Like, it can be completely 100% covered, which would have been nice because it was raining. But no, the assholes that were working that day blocked it, saying egress, and instead made 400 students line up on the sidewalk in the pouring rain. So everyone was super pissy and super aggravated. Um, we did have one student who, when a, when the uh, pat-down found um, a baggie of pills and confiscated it, he did punch the security guard and was uh, hauled away. So that was fun. Uh, but when uh, about 20 minutes after we left, uh, they found, uh, they carded a girl for uh, alcohol and it was a fake and we only had two students under 21 and uh, she tried the, the fake and the uh, boat pulled around the minute students realized what was happening the amount of rioting on that boat <laughs> was just a nightmare so I don't I don't look at my uh, Facebook memories this week because it always comes back up and man you would think that the person who uh, turned the boat around would get the flack for this, but they came for me so hard on Facebook for this was, no reason. This was only like, a Jason. Why did you turn the boat around? Because that's a thing I did. Uh, this was only a couple years ago, right? Yeah, it was like four I, or five years ago. I feel like you had just maybe it was before you were officially doing stuff with Humans of Higher Ed. I just remember, I remember seeing some of it and being like, "Oh my god." <laughs> I think my real. <laughs> I think I had one um, one story. I think it was with Joel. When do you remember? Right, was Senior Week the aquarium? 
You guys used to go to the aquarium every year for senior week? Yeah, yeah, usually. And so some of the Res Life staff would chaperone some of that. And I just remember seeing within like the first five minutes what felt like a busload of first-year students being dropped off and somehow getting in with wristbands that they weren't supposed to have (laughs) and then spending the next two hours tracking down my students um, and then, like, drunkenly, glassy-eyed looking at me, being like, oh, I don't, I'm a senior. I'm a, I'm a senior, I guess. And just trying to kick them out. Was Were, were there, like, special events in the aquarium? Like, do they have a bar? Yeah. Yeah. So when, when you're MIT, yeah. you just rent out aquariums? So they oh, rented yeah. out the Boston Aquarium. Um, yeah, so, like, the, the the first years would usually go to the aquarium during, like, welcome week. And so the senior class, when I was there, decided to go back to, like, close out their MIT careers at the aquarium, but with alcohol this time. And so, like, I mean, the Boston Aquarium is super beautiful, a great venue. But, like, I, that was the one of the worst nights of my life. Just, like, the worry of, like, alcohol right next to like penguin. open penguin tanks. I'm just like, these penguins are going to get fucked up. Like, I am so sorry, penguins. My other favorite moment from senior weeks are when like you're chaperoning and 21 year olds who are about to graduate are like, finally we get to drink with our staff members. <laughs> and <clears throat> almost, it's almost like a light is turned on when they're like, Oh, this is not going to be worth it. I, both of us realizing in this moment, I don't want to have a drink with you. And deep down, you don't want to have a drink with me either. (laughs) Neither of us want to hang out. You want to hang out with your friends, not someone like me. Because this is just going to be like, hey, remember that time I saw you pissing outside the residence hall? You remember that? That's that's our one. That's our one connection. Is is you not getting charged for indecent exposure, but you getting reprimanded. (laughs) I, I did have a moment like that on a senior week trip uh, where I'm sitting there with a, with a table full of guys and they're telling stories about like getting busted for stuff. And one of the guys is like, I don't remember who it was. And one of his, one of his buddies at the table is like, it was him. It was that guy. That guy busted me. I'm like, I'm going to leave now. This is cool. You guys have fun. It was great until that moment. You could have just let him live in wonder of who that mysterious rd was yeah that ago and he had to blow my cover well and it's funny the first time maybe the first time somebody comes up kind of hammered and is like you know i i really gave you a hard time and i think about my experience here i think about how you helped me and i won't forget that okay and i know that i gave you a tough time i i really like you and i think you're a good guy deep down and I'll never forget this. And then it happens like six or seven more times. And it's like, oh, no, I quit high red. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I quit. Oh, God. But I'm sure those Zoom Senior Week events right now are popping. <laughs> they're, uh, they're just a laugh riot, let me tell you. <laughs> so what are some of these? You said you, you, said you got the, the NACA, the NACA, the... The, the events going on right now? Is that what you were saying at the, at the top of the uh, top of the show, Jason? Uh, I have senior week events going on right now, yeah. and I'm drinking out of a NACA water bottle. Oh, uh, so those two are not connected. <laughs> they're, they're only connected in that I'm drinking water because I'm a responsible employee, and hydration <laughs> is important. And, uh, man, I earned this NACA water bottle. That is all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it is. It was earned uh, trust. Uh, so, so what are what are some of the events? We promise not to make fun of them. What are some of the events that are going on? <laughs> so we uh, we did a hard pivot, right? Like we uh, they don't want to be social with us, right? They they can set up their own Zoom calls, right, with their own friends, and they're going to FaceTime and and group me with whatever they want to do. So we're not doing things like that. So uh, the vast majority, more than half of our incoming class comes from uh, California, despite the fact we're in Massachusetts. And so there's such a push to move to L.A. upon commencement. So yesterday we did uh, how to find uh, housing and apartments and places to live in Los Angeles. Um, we're hopefully following that up with a one of how to live and move to New York. Uh, Mike, hey, if you want to do that, you could do that, Mike. Make a, a couple dollars. How to move to New York? Yeah. 
Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could definitely talk about how to move to New York. I could do that. Great, great, done. <laughs> uh, so, uh, after so tonight is our. Does anybody want to move to Michigan? Does anybody need a session on how to move to Michigan? <laughs> Literally, no one, Billy. <laughs> All right, <laughs> no one. Wait till um, the murder hornets are everywhere, but. <laughs> Except uh, there are ticks in the Upper Peninsula, which are just as bad as murder hornets. Yeah, but he's got a shotgun that takes care of those ticks. So after all that housing stuff, we're doing uh, lots of panels with alumni who uh, are good at uh, telling kids how to get jobs in in their respective fields. And in particular, we're, we're leaning hard on the class of 2008, since they also graduated into a recession, to talk about, here's what we did, here's how it sucked, um, and maybe give them some good advice here and there. That's cool. You know, they always say that Emerson is a school of comedians, and that is true, because they are also being told to move to L.A. So Emerson really is the college of comedy, (laughs) wherever you are forced to move out to the West Coast. (laughs) Oh, you know what we should plug? We're uh, we're going to do a, a little happy hour tomorrow at 6 o'clock. We'll tweet out most of this information on a little Zoom-a-loom for an hour. I know I put something out on Instagram last week that was asking for you to send us some of your bad uh, program proposals that we could read out loud, if you're comfortable with that, um, just to try to find some stuff to do during this happy hour, because after saying this was a good idea, I was like, are we just staring at people for an hour? What are we doing? So we're trying to set up some games, you know? Uh, Ironically, the guy that actually wants to interact with people isn't going to be there. So listeners, if you were hoping to get a chance to engage with the one person on the podcast who wants to talk to people and and create a dialogue, I won't be there. (laughs) You can come for week week two. Billy will wow. be there. He'll be leading it on all of his social media platforms. <laughs> all both of them. <laughs> um, Instagram and LinkedIn. That's where you find me. Billy F. Dunn. Billy F. Dunn. Billy fucking Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I see every time I see it, too, which is my favorite. I know that not your middle name, but love to see it. It might as well be, baby! <laughs> so natural is a good pivot. Yeah. <laughs> but to close us out, we close out every week with uh, something we're looking forward to to try to be positive after usually 45 minutes of negativity. But I gotta say, this week, we've been pretty positive throughout because we didn't talk about anything higher ed related except for horror stories. But uh, what, are we, what are we looking forward to this week? Anybody got anything? Um, so I am hosting a co-hosting a webinar tomorrow, uh, with, uh, one of my principals at the firm and a couple of faculty members and, uh, student life staff member about, you know, just the whole transition from, to online higher education, basically both student life and, uh, academic side house and how they're handling it, what the, what they've learned and what they're looking at, you know, as the future, um, and kind of just, I wanted to have a conversation with folks working with students on a daily basis because um, I've been in a lot of webinars with like provosts and presidents, which is all very important because you want to hear about the strategy. But I wanted to hear from folks who are working with students on a daily basis. So I'm excited to co-host that tomorrow. And this um, is very cool. And uh, Joel shared a lot of this on our social media. So if you're interested in something like that, take a look at the link. I know we posted it on Facebook last week. I think we posted it elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, if this if this goes if the podcast goes live in the morning, you have like three hours to sign up, but that's fine. It's playing. <laughs> is a recorded version going to be available? Are you going to be able to? If you I'm sign gonna, up, can actually go. Yeah, I'm going to record it, um, and I'll try and post it probably through Shepley's website. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool, Joel. Anybody else have anything cooler than that? Doubt it. <laughs> not not cooler than that but uh right after i uh, log off i'm logging back on to another zoom call uh tonight we're doing a virtual celebration for our students of color and all of our queer kids on campus and uh i've been seeing lots of photos of people getting dressed up um, i might be throwing on a uh, sports coat uh and i think it'll just be nice to see everyone and to scream and clap and be silly and uh 
it's going to be good. That's cool. I love that. I'll explain why you were drinking water. That is why I'm drinking water. <laughs> Billy, you got anything? Uh, nah, I'm good. <laughs> you hosting like a Q and A yeah. with our fans or anything this week? Or? <laughs> nah. Nah, I got I got nothing on the horizon that is out of the norm. Yeah, I mean I I have a pretty good life as is, so you know I don't need these peaks and valleys being introduced. I just like to keep it even keel. <laughs> no, I, I honestly I don't I don't I don't have anything. That's yeah, maybe I should try and I don't know. <laughs> oh, an incredible response. <laughs> Would have been totally fine just to say you had a pretty even keel week upcoming, but instead you're like, nah, not like you suckers who need to hold on to your mountaintops. I'm just, I got a good life, you losers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, incredible. Um, I don't have anything, again, for a second week in a row. Not that I'm looking forward to, and it's not because everything's just great all the time, Billy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know what I'm thinking about doing? Uh, I've been putting together a lot of, like, little videos and stuff like that, but honestly, that's not very fulfilling. I was thinking of producing, like, a live Zoom show of sorts. And getting like a few friends together to do a couple of sets. I've been pushing against that because it doesn't. It just like I host trivia, and so many people log into trivia and then shut their the camera off, which makes sense, right? They're like, I just need to hear this information. But there's something about doing a comedy show where you can't see people, which would be weird, you know, because you can't see them and you can't hear them. So there's something that's like a little off about that. But anyways, I'm thinking about putting that's what. That's what uh, these companies, if they want to introduce a new feature, you know how, like, when you're the host of a, of a Zoom call or whatever, you can, like, auto-mute everybody? Mm-hmm. They should make it so you, like, auto-camera everybody. Like, no one can turn their camera Yeah, I like that. Like, you have to, like, let people know that that's a thing when they, when they log in. Yeah, but, like, I can like, see you. You should, you, should, you should talk to Zoom about that, Mike. They should keep you uh, muted for the first five minutes, but you can't see anything except a screen that says, we're going to turn your camera on in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So put some, yeah. Put some pants like a, a countdown. Yeah. Get some pants, everybody. Yeah. Camera's coming. But the idea of doing jokes and not being able to like either audibly hear people or visually yeah. see people would just be so bizarre. I mean, I guess that's... Well, it's like being on TV, but I haven't experienced that yet either. So I, <laughs> well, even in, I mean, even in that, yeah. man, people behind the cameras and stuff, you can at least see like the camera guy chuckling. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, one other thing I'm looking forward to. I don't know what episode it is yet, but law student number seventy-two will be making an appearance in Billions sometime in the next eight weeks. Oh, yeah. Good job. So if you see somebody that's way too old to be a college student floating around as a college student, <laughs> that's your guy. <laughs> um. Anyways, that's it. That's it. No segue to the end here. <laughs> oh, all of the rest of guys, guys, should can we talk about the end now? <laughs> <laughs> all right, friends. See you, see you on Zoom tomorrow. See, yeah, yeah. See you on Zoom tomorrow. We'll tweet out and Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and Periscope and TikTok. All the information out and. uh Actually, we won't TikTok. I downloaded to post a video today in TikTok. It is weird. Uh, I have a couple of students who are uh, TikTok famous, I guess. Uh, it's uh, bizarre uh, to watch. My, Tracy's, Tracy's niece is turning 13 tomorrow, and they were they were doing a little FaceTime earlier. And Trey was asking her, like, do you have any, like, heroes or, or anything like that? Uh, you know, people you look up to or something like that. And I didn't hear the name, uh, but but Tracy said, "Well, what you know? What's that person famous for? You know, what what you know? What do you look up to him for?" And and this twelve year old girl just goes, "He has like thirty one million followers. Like that's that's what is now esteem. That is now what is respect level for for the youth of America. 
You know, that's not, not that you're creative, not that you produce high-quality content. 31 followers. million followers. It's all about followers. You know who else had followers? Jesus. David Koresh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and that's, a, that's a full show, everybody. Good job. We got to David Koresh. We got to Salem. Oh, gosh. All right. Just a reminder, we'll post out the information for Zoom tomorrow at 6 o'clock. We'll hang out for a little bit and drink whatever you would like. Um, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will be back next week with some more engagement from Billy, and <laughs> looking forward to it. We out!